Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. I hope you've had a great day today. It's Thursday, October 22nd, 2015. I'm Cherry Garcia, and this is the Rad Reality Show Network. And we thank you for coming to hang out with us tonight for the Mike on the Mike show with Big Mike Albright, our host. And he's got a, an amazing show uh, set up for us tonight. He's um, one of the most amazing Survivor fans that we've ever known. He's met 428 Survivor alumni, plus all the producers, behind the scenes, uh, people such as Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, um, all the people you can imagine attached to Survivor. He's attended countless premiere parties, rap parties, charity events, anything that involves Survivor alumni. He's there, and they all know and love Big Mike. Um, so Big Mike has a great guest joining him tonight. He has someone going all the way back to Season 4, Survivor Marquesas. We have Nalia Nielsen coming on with Big Mike to chat Survivor Second Chance. And we'll find out what she's been up to lately, too, of course. Um, we want to mention that you're invited to call in and join the conversation by dialing one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. Just remember to press the number 1 key when you're ready to join us on air, 
Otherwise, we think you're just listening to the show on our switchboard. Myself and Paul from Minnesota will be your co-host tonight. So we're going to say a quick hi to Paul and let him say hi to everyone before we get started. And then we're going to bring up our host and get this party started. Paul, how are you tonight up in Minnesota? Uh, Hi, Cherry. Hi, everyone. Whoops. (laughs) I was just watching the switchboard. Uh, Anyway, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Been uh, stuck in front of the TV all day long. Um, For those that don't follow it, uh, it's another Benghazi uh, uh, hearing um, with with Hillary Clinton and... uh, it's just been fascinating to me. I don't know if we've ever watched something this long, you know, but uh, we don't talk politics normally on here, but you asked me what uh, was going on, and that's what I was uh, was doing today, so. Well, I hear they've really uh, raked her over the coals today. I haven't watched it, but I've seen a little bit, so. Yeah, it's still going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand, so I don't know what, what that woman is going to do but collapse after she finally gets turned loose today. (laughs) She's had a long day. Anyway, let's bring up our host and let's start talking Survivor tonight. Here we go. They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survivor. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Hi, Big Mike. Hi, how's everybody doing? It's a lovely Thursday evening, for sure. Absolutely. I want to let you know straight away that um, Nelia has been on the switchboard. Uh, I don't know if we're having some issues with our switchboard or, or what the issue is, but she's dropped off of our switchboard a few times tonight already. So she's back again. Okay. I said to press one, so hopefully she she hit one. And if she's ready to rock and if she's ready to rock and roll, we can just jump right into it for sure. Okay. Let's go ahead and we'll bring her up. Here we go. Nalia, thank you so much for calling in. How are you? Hey, I am doing great. I'm so excited to be on your show tonight. Thanks for inviting me. It's our pleasure, and uh, thanks for stopping by. I'm not sure the exact count under my reign, but we've had a lot of amazing guests, and I don't recall anyone from our cases. Um, I don't think so. Hey, Mike, what are you speaking? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been quite a while. So, uh, well, what, how you been doing, and how are you? Uh, how you like this uh, current season? Have you been Have you been following the show since Marquesas, or what's oh what's been God. going on? Oh, yeah, I have not missed an episode. Once you get on that show, and you know as a fan, it's like it gets in your blood, and you just have to watch mm-hmm. every season, every episode. And I think this season has been amazing. I am just blown away with the amount of response of, you know, people being excited about 
these players coming back for a second chance and also just how aggressive and eager they are all to play the game again. So mm-hmm. it's been great. Did all the folks you were – were you an avid voter to get people on and were the people you want on there? Anyone not make it or do you surprise anyone that is on the season or – Oh, I don't know. You know, being on the show before, there's obviously – a lot of people that I would have loved to have back. But I think they picked a really good group of people, you know, great dynamics. Mm -hmm. I, of course, was just heartbroken when T-Bird didn't get on there because she's an old schooler, and I just think Mm -hmm. she would have just added such a fun little spice to the show. Um, Yeah, I I agree with that So it really was kind of the main upset. Other than that, I'm happy with Mm -hmm. who got on. I I fully agree with you on that. I was was shocked, and I was in the studio for that finale, and I was just – shocked when she didn't get picked out of the when they're like one of these three will go and I'm like well it's a T-Bird and a lock and then it's like PG and I'm like what oh yeah (laughs) yeah that did surprise me you know and I feel so bad for those guys just sitting in the audience like that bags packed ready to go back out on Survivor I mean I don't know what would be worse sitting there not getting called expecting to go or not getting Mm -hmm. called at all because that is just gut-wrenching I mean the yeah, looks on their faces, it was so sad. It was really surreal in the studio. Then right after it happened, you could see, like, at the commercial break, like, we I don't know if they showed this on, like, the ones that didn't make it just were taken back to a green room, and you could just see Shane was uh, very agitated for, for sure. And I, I liked Shane a lot, and I thought he was going to be on there. So it was oh, yeah. really sad to see. Uh, it was great to see. Because I was sitting right next to Tasha, and from doing all these events, it was like they were yeah. waving at us, it felt like. And then you see 20 people get really excited, and 12 people you care about not get to do the show. Yeah. And that was, it was I awesome, know. and it sucked. <laughs> yeah, it totally, I know, I felt so bad. And honestly, Shane, I think, would have been a great character on the show. I mean, I think he would have kind of been like an Abby, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. this explosive type of character. So I was a little surprised that he didn't get on, but... You know, I'm I'm really happy with the old school players that they brought back. I'm glad they went back, you know, clear to season mm-hmm. one and, you know, given some of us old school folks a chance to get back out there and, you know, play that game. So, Barner, I thought he did a great – I mean, I loved watching him. The, idea, the first three episodes were so awesome, and it's been a little bit of a letdown. I love any Survivor's good, but post-Varner – shows that's not been that awesome for me either so <laughs> i know he added a nice little spice and all the little commentary and you know it's always you always got to be a little skeptical though when people get that much airtime right at the beginning because you know that there's some story that's being set up you know and most of the time they don't end up lasting too long yeah well um but, no more cases representation so we won't get this. So I guess we can get this out of the way if you'd like to. For any listeners, would you, if they did a second chance, a second second chances, how keen are you to go back in to play the game? I have been dying to play this game from the moment I got off that show. I mm-hmm. every time they bring back new players, second chance players, you know, blood versus water, whatever mm-hmm. it is, like your heart just races. You're, you know, you're just. I am dying to get back out there. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I have three kids now. We have a 10-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old little girl. And, you know, I'm finally at that point in my life where I really could leave and just know that everything was going to be okay at home and mm-hmm. I could just go out and I'd be willing to do whatever it took to win that million dollars. But 
Mm -hmm. and I'm just hoping that they do another one of these because, you know, the ratings have been great. And so, you know, still some great old school players to come back. You know, there's some that have been played out so many times. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people like myself, John Carroll, people that have had all this time to sit and analyze Mm -hmm. the game over and over and over in your head, you know, to get another shot at that would just be killer. If you got back in there, is there anything you do dramatically looking, what is it, is it like 13, is so, it 13 years, 14 years out? I'm trying to been, do the math yeah, in my head. It's been, four, yeah. it's been 14 years. And here's the thing with Erica Play Survivor. I was 21. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was so young. You know, I was still living at home with my parents. I was going to school. I was very much wanted to go out there and, you know, be the sweetheart, make friends. It was such a great adventure. But honestly, I didn't own my game, and that is what killed me. I mean, mm-hmm. I went out there to play a game. I'm very competitive. Um, I don't like to lose. But to be honest with you, I always made sure that I had numbers on my side. So mm-hmm. at the final tribal council, the thing that killed me, and I can't even believe to this day that I said it because I'm it's I'm so different <laughs> than what than what mm-hmm. I feel like I was back then, but. The fact that I was telling everybody I didn't start playing the game till day 23, that was just the worst thing I could have possibly said because that wasn't true. It wasn't that I wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. It's that I didn't actually come – like I had no fear of being voted out until that point. And when that mm-hmm. time happened, I mean, that's when, you know, we created the first major uh, power shift in Survivor. And, mm-hmm. you know, I – I mean, I was responsible for making that happen. And so when push came to shove, that's when the game started playing for me. But because I had so many friends on the jury, people who were in my original Road to Alliance, I played Mm -hmm. the nice card, you know, when we got to the end rather than owning what I had done to get there and getting a respect vote versus, you know, looking like, oh, I just got here. I'm just so happy to be here. Thanks, guys. You know, I mean, that's the worst thing that I could have said. So going back again, you would see a much more aggressive, outspoken, you know, still nice, because, I mean, genuinely, I really care about people. Well, you are one of the nicest cast I've ever interacted with, so you're definitely still going to be nice. You're not going to be... (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah, but but I wouldn't be that 21-year-old, you know, trying to be just so sweet. I mean, I know how to own my game, and I should have owned it then, and I would definitely know how to own it if I had a chance to get back out there. Cool. I have a couple of Marquesas stuff just because I love the the show and the process of getting there. But I, I want to focus right. on uh, uh, the current season. But my first question sure. of three would be, how did you get on the show? Um, what was the process like for that? And uh-huh. how did you make such a quick connection with Pappy? And then what was it? The, the Was it the Coconut Chop Challenge entirely? Or what made you guys come together to go against the core Rotu 4? So. All righty. So to get on the show, i that's a lot of questions, but I'm going to remember them all because I actually love all mm-hmm. of that. So to get on the show, I had I had actually never seen the show. I mean, the show is still pretty new. The first mm-hmm. year had aired, but I was going to school. I was really busy. My sister called me one day, and she's like, you need to apply to Survivor. I think you'd be really great at it because, you know, we grew up camping, and I love the outdoors and you know, the mm-hmm. whole the, the whole thought of the adventure. So, you know, and it's, and it's funny because back then the Internet was not a big was not a big deal. I mean, it was just interviews. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't even get my first email account until after Survivor. <laughs> wow. so weird to think about cool. now. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I just started looking online and just 
typed in different networks because I wasn't even sure what network it was on. You know, it was still so mm-hmm. pretty new. And so um, I just found the audition, you know, application, and I went out with my old video camera, set it on top of my car, and I literally just sat on a rock and talked. Just, mm-hmm. hey, this is who I am. This is how many people in my family just told them a little bit about me. And that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, extravagant. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they called me and um, asked me to come to my first interview, which I actually mm-hmm. had to pay for. So I flew to Arizona, and um, at that point, they had narrowed it down to 500 contestants. Mm-hmm. So flew to Arizona. It was literally a 15-minute interview. It was so quick. But they mm-hmm. they kept calling me back, you know, in between times. And so I'm like, okay, I had a pretty good feeling that I would, you know, mm-hmm. get further. And then from there, they flew me out to Los Angeles for, um, I think, 13 or 14 days. And, you know, they the put final us in a hotel. Stuff, yeah, yeah just for all the final stuff. And then they actually told me there before, you know, the day before I left that I had made the show. And, of course, I was freaking out. I was just so excited. So, and then we left. Did you see anyone that looked like Nalia? Did you, did you see any similar, you know, vaguely, you know, similar types of people to you or people you thought that were in your same, like, demographic? <laughs> You know, I really, I mean, I saw Sarah there, and she ended up making the show, but I didn't really see a whole lot of people that I saw mm-hmm. represented. Okay. You do, you, yeah, you go into different rooms, you know, and you have interviews and different things. But for the most part, I mean, they keep you pretty well segregated from each other. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't really see each other too much. But, you know, I instantly knew that, you know, I would, Gabe and I would have a connection. I just, you can tell by people's body language, you know, when they're mm-hmm. smiling and just kind of, fun and Pascal, you know, I saw him mm-hmm. from a distance and I'm like, he's got to be really nice. You know, people like the general mm-hmm. just scared the crap out of me. I was like, please do not let him get on the show. He's pretty scary. Yeah. 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 He was so freaky. He never smiled. He kind of had this underbite. I mean, I was, I was freaked out of him. And when I found out we were on the same tribe, I was like, Oh crap. And he brought his voodoo doll. I'm like, this is not going to end well, but you know, I love I love the general. He ended up being one of my, you know, greatest protectors out there and Yeah, yeah. The He's sucker a great didn't dude. vote for me, but that's all right. He protected me and kept me warm, so that was good. <laughs> cool. So the, <laughs> yeah, so and then think about Yeah. Oh, just go ahead. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, so. No, tell me the second part cuz I'm already off. Oh, the second it. part was just <laughs> me and Pappy and having one of the second, you know, uh, before that, the only real tie bond that was anything close to that was Probably uh, Roger and Elizabeth. Roger and Elizabeth. So, did you just get that yeah. vibe? Do you think the Do you think production was looking for a Roger and Elizabeth part two, or do you think it was just something so, that happened? Or you know, I'll tell you this: you go through extensive psychological profiling, and to hear about Pappy, so. 
Some other podcast is trying to break into our podcast. Um, I don't know who our competitors are, but stop. <laughs> I don't know exactly right? what's going on. Hey, hey, sorry about that. I told, oh, up to our, I, I told up to our work, and it connected me to their Bluetooth speaker. So I must have oh. just been rambling inside of my work trailer. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna back out here so I don't. Oh, sorry. We had this happen a couple of weeks ago when I I wasn't able to do the show and I was just a guest briefly and I didn't mute my cell phone, so it was a whole different thing. But it was a f- interesting thing for the archives, I guess. Oh, <laughs> sure. All right. Sorry, I was talking about Pascal. Where did it cut me off at? Uh, well, I just started going crazy, so you didn't really get into. It. I just said, well, do you think it was a setup or just how did you interact and make that strong connection with Pappy? Okay. You know, I think a little bit of it could have been, you know, they knew our profiling before we got out mm-hmm. there. They knew yeah. that, you know, we would have a bond, obviously, and we did. And, you know, he's a sweet Southern judge, and he had daughters that were a little older than I was. And, you know, we just instantly had that connection. And, you know, in Survivor, there's you have to trust people out there. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you think you could go out there and not trust and not, you know, build real relationships, you know, they happen whether you like it or not. And yeah. just a guy that I knew was going to, you know, stick by my side, and he just was a sweetheart. Cool. And then the yeah. last part of that huge question was just, you know, what you're talking about the first real tribal overthrow. There were, you right. know, the first twist for the season before, then your season was what episode eight, the coconut chop challenge and right. the cockiness of the road too far. What we were shown, and it was just like you and you pretty much got Pascal to, what the heck are we doing? Why are we playing for fifth and sixth? And did it, did it really right. happen like we were shown, or were there other signs before that, like the Johns group, you were going to be problematic for you two, or so, was it going so, against Gabe first? Or I was just curious how it all happened. Right. So it's interesting because last night, actually, I was kind of tie these two in together, but last night I saw the same sort of thing happen. You know, when they were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, don't. Don't vote off anybody from the original Bion tribe because what message yep. is that going to send back to the rest of them? That instantly took me back to our season yep. because, you know, when we got split up at the, you know, they had us all switch teams, we could not wait to get back together as a group because we were so tight. Mm-hmm. I mean, they called us the love tribe. We all literally just wanted to yep. get back together. So when we went to that first challenge and saw that Gabe had been voted off, we're just like, oh, crap. You know, we knew the game had completely changed because, yep. I mean, who would vote off Gabe? He's like the nicest, hardest working, like coolest guy that was out there. So I thought you know, mm-hmm. something major had to have happened. And so that worried me. But, you know, what you never saw is we went to a challenge and I had an opportunity to be, to be paired up with Zoe back in the woods. And I asked mm-hmm. Zoe, I'm like, Zoe, what's going on? Like, why, you know, why did you guys vote off Gabe? And, you know, I was actually talking to her about getting them to throw a challenge so they could get rid of some of those other people so that we could come back together. And she mm-hmm. gave me no reassurance that that was even going to happen. So before wow. we even merged together, I knew that something was up. And, you know, I have to say, I, I didn't say a lot of this on air because – I, again, I was just so worried about being nice all the time, but that would have been great television to see all of that mm-hmm. unfold in the way that it really did. So when that happened, I went back and told Pascal and Kathy, I'm like, look, you know, we're not on the same page as these guys anymore. They voted off game. We're, you know, they're not willing to do mm-hmm. a challenge to bring us back all together. 
And so when we finally all did merge together, um, we went straight to John. We're like, hey, you know, where are we at with this? And John wasn't, you know, playing the game to tell us that we were going to be getting any further than fifth or sixth. He kind of just said, oh, well, let's just get back down to where we were and then we can figure it out. And, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm no dummy, you know. I may just say yeah. I'm like, yeah, John, that sounds great because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, fifth and sixth, perfect. I don't need the million dollars. Um but anyway, so I knew at that point again, you know, and if John were to come back to play a different game this time, he would have promised us further, and that would have, you know, helped his game. But anyway, yeah. knowing that we were at that point and knowing Kathy was a very – Kathy was very much the Abby of our season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Kathy today. To You know, today she's still one of my greatest friends, but she was very emotional. And you couldn't oh, tell yeah. Kathy anything too early because – she wore her heart on her sleeve and she just would, we didn't want her to just become a mess and, you know, blurt something out before she should. So the fact mm-hmm. that the other, you know, Sean and Vesepia knew that they were on the bottom and, you know, mm-hmm. Kathy, and, and they did come to us and say, we need to do this, but that plan was in place long before that happened. Okay. And so I had talked to Pascal and I was like, Pascal, you know, we're going to have to take John out but we can't tell Kathy, we can't talk about it, like we have to wait till the right moment because mm. we didn't want there to be any scrambling time either to where it would put a target on our back. So yep. the way that the show aired, and also because I didn't in my confessional talk about it, the way that it looks is that Sean and Vesepia come up with this brilliant plan to overthrow the Alliance, and oh, it takes mm. a coconut challenge for us to finally understand what's going on, when before we had even gone to that, I was like, Pascal, John has to go home tonight. And he's like, oh, no. I mean, he was still thinking that John was going to be good to his word to take us home mm. and get to six. And I was like, Pascal, it's not that. I, like, I promise you, we've got to take him out. And he was a little nervous about it. But then, thank goodness for that challenge because Pascal realized, I mean, it was, was written wall, so, yeah. What, yeah, so it was the dumbest challenge that could have happened as far as that was concerned. But that plan was in place prior to that, and it did take that challenge for Pascal to realize that he was not going to make it past fifth or sixth. So at that point, wow. it was changed. We got back to camp. I brought everybody in the tent, and I was like, look, we're moving forward with this plan. I didn't really care mm-hmm. who thought they had credit for it. At that point, I just was ready to have it move forward and let them think that that plan was all up to them. Yeah, and, it's crazy yeah. how the editing could have changed for all that because if one juror changes their vote, the whole narrative would have been different back you yeah. know, to the episode how they would have switched oh, out to show those things. Yep, and John it, came to me before we left and he's like, he's like, are you voting me out tonight? And I just said, yeah, John, I am. And, you know, mm. none of that was on. That, none of that was on. But there was no scramble. Like, we did it at the very last minute so literally he had no time to come up with a game plan but nowadays, that would be so different, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. That's why all these blind sides happen, because back then, it's like you're almost afraid to bring up any controversy, you know, when it came to tribal council. But nowadays, oh, man, it'd be completely different. So you told Kathy so, last, because you were worried about just her, her just oh, yeah. way she would be. Okay, okay. Yeah, and Kathy knew that she was on the bottom of, you know, our original Road to Tribe once we got back together. I mean, she knew that. So... There was yeah. no doubt in my mind going to Sean and me and Kathy and telling them that, that that the plan wouldn't work. I mean, I absolutely knew it would work. It just couldn't be orchestrated until, you know, 
the right moment or it could have completely fell in my face and I could have been voted off that mm-hmm. quick, you know? Well, I'm glad you saw the connection because I, when I was going back through my notes on the rewatch of last night and just going through uh-huh. my middle notes from your season, you made the same connection that, that I had, that that was a similar thing to do. And what, what will this mean for Bion in the future? Um, I'm right. a supporter of Monica. So, and I, and I, I was very rest- restrictive of my voting when we did last season just because I, I know all you guys and I don't want to make anyone mad. I didn't try to, like, politic hard for any of the people that were on it. But, right. you know, Monica was somebody I voted for but wasn't a huge fan of. But Kimmy was somebody that was like, I just didn't want to see Kimmy. <laughs> I just I wanted oh, you, T-Bird, you not Kimmy. You didn't want to see Kimmy. I, I didn't want to see Kimmy because I didn't really like her on Australia much. I knew she'd be problematic for Varner, and I loved him on Australia. Yeah. So. So seeing yeah. Kimmy like prevail didn't really make me happy just because I was kind of like I've, I liked Monica and she was one of my ones that made it through, but she just right. wasn't very dynamic and she was just getting a really, really bad edit. I thought like we didn't really get to know much about her and in this episode no. especially the editors just there. I went back through my notes and there's like four times where she just says something that you're just like looking back now that you've watched the episode. It's like. Monica's sticking her foot in her mouth and her leg in her mouth right. and her, everything yeah. else. So. Yeah, it's sad that we didn't get to know her very much. And Kimmy, I mean, I'm glad that we're actually starting to see something out of her because mm-hmm. Kimmy's got a big personality. And, you know, it, it hasn't been until this last episode that you saw any spice coming out of her. So, you know, oh, yeah. watching it as a viewer, I'm looking forward to that sass coming out because, you know, that's kind of fun. But don't you think it's so funny that on Kimmy's, season she wouldn't you know she wouldn't choke the chicken or she wouldn't kill the chicken but yep. <laughs> now she's out there trying to get all the clams and you know wanting to eat them all up and i was just like I was all the clams in the monica. ocean <laughs> <laughs> i was dying when monica was talking about that and you know on our season we had troca shells that we'd go out and collect but mm-hmm. it, and it is true i mean if you eat all your food supply right next to camp you know, as you get more tired and as you lose more weight and your energy is lower, it kind of sucks to have to go out in the ocean further to get your food. But come on, yeah. Monica, there's, you know, there's plenty of clams in the whole freaking ocean. It's not like <laughs> eating those are going to diminish. It's not going to be that I bad. Would... Yeah. And somebody made a reference online that Laura acted the same way in Monica's season towards Shambo. And I, I didn't remember that because I'm not really a big yeah. Laura fan, but I guess, I guess that's true, so. Well, who are so on the other tribes besides Bion? Uh, who are you rooting for on Encore and uh, Takeo? Do you have people you like or not like? You know what? I'm really loving Tasha this season. I think she's mm-hmm. great. I love that she called Varner out, you know, when she's like, we yep. got a rat. I love that. And I love that <laughs> she's, you know, playing like a fun game. But she's still a very nice person. But, she's, you know, she's calling the crap and she sees it, which I really like her. I've... You know, I, I like her more this season than I did on hers. I love mm-hmm. Spencer. I mean, I've met Spencer, and so I think that he's mm-hmm. a great person. You know, he's a little robotic, you know, as far as when it comes to people, but I'm kind of liking that he's working on the sensitive side. And I think, you know, Spencer just in general is a great guy and, you know, somebody that I'd like to, to see go further. Um, For sure. Wu, I, Wu, Wu, I think, has been, you know, pretty fun this season. That fight at the last Tribal Council, the, you know, the time before last, that was great. You know, I've been waiting for a Varner-Wu showdown like that to happen on Survivor mm-hmm. for so long. So I love that at the very end they were just scrambling so hard and putting it all out there, you know, in front of mm-hmm. you know, their 
teammates to to keep them on. I thought that was great television. Okay. Um, let me think who else here. Keith, I like Keith. I'd like to see a little bit more fight and you know fire out of him. Cass, oh my gosh, what's the what's going on with her? That's she oh, is a completely you. different person. Yeah, it's amazing the transformation. I think it was the last episode we talked about a lot was the because Tyler was on from uh, last season and her whole uh-huh. transformation and Kelly thinks she's making a fake idol, but she's actually making her like a birthday gift. And this was like right. anti-cast <laughs> and, it, and it looks intentional too. It's not just, it's like, it's not like watching Spencer try to be like connect with people with like Spencer, <laughs> but he's like, uh, yeah, I want to have an interaction with you that's more personal. And he would just, just right. do it all awkwardly. But Cass is just like, when Cass was like, get away. And I was like, oh my God, Cass is just going to pick another fight with somebody. But it was, Get away because I want to surprise you with a gift. I love that. It was great. (laughs) It was so sweet. And honestly, it shows you how Survivor can bring out the best or the worst in people. Because if you have annoying tribe mates, I mean, you're out there with each other 24-7. Like, people are going to get on your nerves. But obviously, Cass Mm -hmm. is with a group that's, like, pretty genuine and kind and nice. And I think it's just bringing out her good side. And so I think that's great for her. I mean, it shows that she's going to go further in the game. But... I do still think that chaos will come out at some point if somebody starts, you know, rubbing her the wrong way. Yeah, and I think when the power tribe starts losing, well, eventually they're going to, you know, she could be a be a threat for being strategic. But I think the, there's right. some bigger threats on there with, you know, Kelly's a beast and Teddy's a beast and old Joe. Gosh, she's, I think Joe's awesome at every single thing that's related to Survivor and life, I um, guess, yeah. so. No, he, yeah, he's amazing. Like, and, you know, he probably will go far because people like him, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you talk about your ultimate, like, survival guy. I mean, he's right at the top of the list. You're right. He can do he can do anything and everything. Kelly Wentworth, she's been surprising. I didn't really remember her much from mm-hmm. her season. But she, I, I mean, I can't say that I, that she's charming, but she's definitely more aggressive than I remember her being, which I kind of mm-hmm. like that. And the whole hidden immunity idols at the challenges, that is like, that would make me a crazy person. <laughs> I think I that, go to all the now and just look, even though I never found the idol, because you know they're going to be start, you know, start getting hidden there. And mm-hmm. That'd be a whole different thing. What was that? They haven't shown, they haven't shown Ancourt look for their, clue yet. That's true. They haven't. And there's got to yeah. be, for those people, Tasha, Varner, Abby, Sal, so they're looking for it, but maybe the, somehow that idol, maybe something more interesting happens, or maybe they just are having such a hard time, they can't even find time to look for it, and I don't know. Right. Well, it is a double-edged sword, I mean, because if you go out looking for it and people see you, then it's like you have a target on your back, so... The idol, I mean, they didn't have that in our season. Honestly, I think I would have just gone nuts knowing mm-hmm. that something was out there that you had access to to keep you in the game. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I think the idol throws a complete twist in every every game now. Yeah, and it's good TV, but at some point it feels like a crutch for people who can't win challenges a little bit. Is there anything right. new, new school survivor that you wish – have been around for more cases that you didn't get to experience? Is there something that's new that you're like, well, I'm glad that I just don't like that, like Redemption Island or some of these other weird I mean, twists they do? Yeah, I 
I, you know, I don't love the huge hidden media idol. Like, as a viewer, it's fine, but as a player, I would just go crazy. Redemption mm-hmm. Island, I didn't really love that at all. I mean, the only reason yeah. I want to go there as a player would be to obviously find the idol, but um, yeah. I didn't love that. I can't believe how much more food they get in these new seasons than we got. Oh, like, oh yeah. Back at camp, you're going to have a basket full of food. It's like, what the heck? I mean, it, on our tribe, I'm telling you, if one of us, any one of us would have laid down ever to take a nap, our butts would have got voted off so quick. Yep. We literally were worker bees. And it, it is fun to watch this season um, and see some of the old players. Like, that is what we did. Survivor was survival. Mm-hmm. You went out there, built your shelter, found your food. I mean, it was all about that. And now, you know, you get enough food at these challenges and rewards and stuff to kind of sustain you. And, People... I mean, you get a little bit of rice and beans here and there. Mm-hmm. It's like, crap, I could have lived off that and, you know. Maybe took a nap People or two. gained weight. Uh, I can't believe a couple <laughs> players have gained weight on Survivor. That's just oh. insane. <laughs> yeah, the game has definitely changed. And I love, you know, Jeff lately has been talking a little bit about the old school versus the new school way of playing. And, you know, these old school players, if they get a second chance to go out on Survivor, I really hope they've been watching the show because, you know, it's hard. It's too hard to be an old school player now to come into the game and think you can play mm-hmm. that same way because it's completely different. You know, but here's the thing too. I cannot believe that people are so good at blind sides. I mean, I feel like I read people and I, I don't know how they get away with it to look in their eyes and literally not know that you're getting voted off. I don't know how that happens. They just turn something off, I guess. I, I don't. It's hard. I can't imagine that either, because I'm, you know, a pretty straightforward person. So I, they've got yeah. this poker face. I poker facing through, or right. And I, I think don't know it'd be how easy they, if you didn't if you didn't like the person and you didn't care about their feelings. Maybe that's mm-hmm. easy to just be like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna lie to your face. But that's definitely a new school thing because old school, I think you could pretty much read everything that was happening all the time on everyone's faces and mm-hmm. you knew if you were in trouble. So to have legitimate blind sides, that just really baffles me. Yeah, people are a lot more guarded and I I was surprised. I was expecting more pregame issues in this season, you know, when they've had all-stars or heroes versus villains. The relationships right. people had before the show. Now they talk about it every little bit this season, but there's so many people that played together, but we're just not hearing that i'm so i'm really surprised yeah that is true you know and you always hear about pre-game alliances and it's it's funny to me that people think that playing the game early is by forming alliances day one on the beach to me that's Mm -hmm. like the dumbest thing you can do because you get to the beach and everybody can put on whatever kind of front they want but after Mm -hmm. three or four when you're sleep deprived and you're hungry and you're missing your family and you know, you're just worn out, those true colors start to come out. I mean, we saw that in Abby. You know, she comes mm-hmm. out saying, I'm going to be a different player. And day three, she's, like, turning into the psycho Abby again. And so at that point, if you've made all these relationships and alliances with people and all of a sudden now you decide you don't really like them, then it's going to stay mm-hmm. that much worse when you vote them off. <laughs> you know, especially when it comes jury time, those people could hold serious grudges. And, For you know, sure. the game always plays out like it's supposed to and as it needs to. And I just don't think that that pre-game, you know, scramble is really necessary because you're going to end up gelling with the people that you gel with. And just because you give someone your word day one doesn't mean that's going to stick day three. 
for sure, and you can change on people. I talked at the show, which you probably haven't heard the other episodes, but at the finale, I was there a couple of days early, and we were just in the hotel was trying to see the cast, and Spencer walks in, and I wave at Spencer, but I didn't see who was next to him, and it was Shireen, and they were uh-huh. they were pre-gaming it up before this season, and they had to be in a tight <laughs> connection, but it, I think Shireen didn't like that somebody knew who they were, and it was just kind of an awkward exchange for sure. But I think uh-huh. there's these charity events and all this stuff that oh, the yeah. cats really get to know each other, and what surprised me was some of the people that are on this season don't really do the fan events, and they don't really like, they didn't really have like a campaign to get on, like, you know. Right. Like, I'm trying I to know. think, Jim from South Pacific was going like crazy, and I didn't see anything from Wu to try right. to get on at all, unless it was on Twitter, because I, I didn't see Wu even trying, so it was just right. interesting. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how they pick people, I mean, you know, right now, John and I, especially from our season, I'd say, of anybody, we're, tra- we're campaigning hard for a second chance, like, you know, they mm-hmm. haven't called me back for a second chance, but I want to be on their radar. They, yeah. you know, they want they want people to come back who want to play, who, you know, are excited to play the game. And, I mean, I just, I don't care how annoying I need to be. I'm going to throw it out there so that there's no question <laughs> whether or not, you know, we want to come back on that show. So I just think you can't campaign hard enough. And the thing is, you know, as a fan of the show, not just mm-hmm. a contestant, but, like, I want people to be on the show who want to be there, you know. It's like yeah. anybody who gets a call, like, hey, you want to go back and play for a million bucks? Well, sure, you know. But, I like, it's fun to watch the people who are dying and eager to get back out there for a second chance. So. Well, one thing that could hurt you guys, I was talking to Sean Rector, and he said that, you know, the main casting agent, Lynn, was having uh-huh. a child and wasn't as involved in your process. It, some, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of the lady that does I think she does more Big Brother or does oh, Big Robin. Brother now. Yeah, yeah so. Uh-huh. Yeah, was Lynn rem- more removed from your season? And maybe Marquesas doesn't get as much love besides Boston Rob just because. Right. And Kathy that one time just because she wasn't. Was she not as involved in your season? I'm trying to remember what Sean. It was like three or four years ago that at some yeah, time that Sean yeah. was talking about your guys' casting was different than everybody's or your guys'. Yeah, Robin was a huge part of our casting, and I think she. I think ours was the last show that she cast. So Lynn okay. was there, you know, at the finals and everything. But yeah, she wasn't involved probably as much as she is now. Okay. So you know, not yeah. So I'd probably say, but I mean, I don't know because you know I haven't talked to her in so many years. But you know, I'm. I don't know. I'm not sure why Marquesas hasn't hasn't had as much love. Because honestly, there are a lot of great players on Marquesas. Like, you know, John, if he had a chance to come back, he played a very like emotional game, and I think he'd come back. And John Mm -hmm. is witty. He is funny. Like we would we would get a lot of like Dev Varner stuff out of John. I mean, he is he is hilarious. And Sean, I mean, Sean was a great character. I thought Um, Mm Boston Rob. Obviously, we've seen him so so many times. We're he does not need another shot back on that show, and I don't. He's think had he plenty of time on the show, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, Hunter. I mean, Hunter was a great character. He got voted off quickly because, you know, obviously his mm-hmm. tribe wanted to be lazy, and he was like the workforce. But I mean, I think there's a lot of good personalities on that show that just didn't really get to be seen. And you know, part of our thing too. I mean, we had the whole love tribe thing going on on row two, but it was right after nine eleven. So I mean, you think of how yeah. he felt after that, and it's like there's already enough crap in the world that you just didn't really want to have to 
we all went out there feeling that, you know, and so mm-hmm. it wasn't really a mean game. Like we genuinely cared about each other and really liked each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that had to have played a big, a big part of our season. So. And you know, it's tough. You guys didn't have. You were the first group to not get food provided by production. Yeah, they had right. rice twice, and then the crazy cornmeal that made Big Tom sick. But you guys. <laughs> We're given no rations, I believe, right? Yeah, no, we weren't given anything. The Maramu Beach had some fruit on it, but Rotu had nothing. We'd we'd maybe get one lime every four or five days to split between all of us. I mean, it was ridiculous. We were, wow. we were starving, yeah. So I wouldn't totally mind different. being on it now where you got more food. <laughs> you yeah, I mean, so that'd be a lot better. And the rewards are... <laughs> A little better well, just because there's bigger production, so, yeah. Right. Well, and the thing, too, like, you know, the one challenge I got to go on was that reward cruise with Pappy, and, you know, I got the mint, and it's so funny. I get so much crap for that dang mint, but we were hungry. I was starving. I'm like, glad I you taken a mint because I didn't want to, so. <laughs> I would have taken a mint out of anybody's mouth any day out there, so it was a genuine you know, offering, which wasn't a great offering, I understand. But the funny thing is, is I had uh, five more mints in my pocket that I never showed mm-hmm. anybody. And uh, I would go up to the waterfall at different times and eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was a, I was moment. a quarter. Wow, I'm glad you brought it up because it was an interesting moment. It definitely put you in a poor light at editing, and I didn't want to bring it up, so I'm glad you oh, did. Oh, no, uh, it's all right. <laughs> you know, and it's funny watching the show, everyone's like, what a snot. Why would you offer somebody a mint? But it's like, when you're that hungry out there, like, anything sounds good. In fact, when Kathy's son, um, Pat, came out to the show, and he'd won that challenge mm-hmm. where he got to come back to our beach and sleep, in his pants pocket, he had a container of Altoid mints. And we all went in there, and we divvied them up, and we just, I mean, we just threw oh, those cool. things in our mouth and just ate them, like, as fast as we could because just the taste of anything out there, I'm telling you, like, you could – I remember I hate onions, and I remember there was a time that I'm like, if you gave me an onion, I would eat it like an apple. I mean, you were just starving. Yep. So as much as the mint offering looked just so snotty on television, I I mean, I would have eaten it from anybody's mouth. and <laughs> So that's just me, but it didn't look very Especially good. Especially after eating an onion like an apple. Yeah, you'd need it. But I'm surprised <laughs> that too bad they weren't a sponsor. We could have, we could have seen that scene. It's probably because they were Altoids and they weren't with CBS, yeah. so we didn't get to see that. Exactly, well, I know you, yeah. You were originally only going to do the half hour, and you said you'd stay on longer, but I don't want to, if Sherry or Paul have any questions or anyone's on the switchboard, I don't. We've had a great conversation, but I don't want to take away from them if they have any questions about your opinion of this current, uh, anything else with this season or anything else from the past. Sherry, do you have anything? Or Paul? Um, I kind of have a question just about what has been your, your favorite fan interaction when you came off of Survivor. What was, like, the the most touching fan interaction that you had once you came off the show? Aside aside from interacting with me, I mean, that was already awesome. (laughs) I mean, of course, Big Mike, he's been there from the beginning. Oh, my gosh. There's some of you Survivor fans are great. Oh, my gosh, they're amazing. And you guys, yeah, we just love you guys. I have pictures from way back when. And, in fact, I've kept every single piece of fan mail that ever came to me. Like, I've got books of letters and bracelets and (sighs) – 
you know, Tasha <laughs> such a doll, have so much stuff. So, like, I can't ever get rid of any of that. So I appreciate all you guys so much. You know, I'd, I'd probably say one of the letters that I received that was so touching to me. So um, I'm a member of the LDS Church, and there's this girl who wrote me a letter, and still to this day, every day, every time I read it, like, it just totally brings to my eyes, but... She um, she was the only member in her family, and her parents hated, you know, the Mormons and the LDS Church. And she um, mm. she was watching the show with her parents, and you know, any chance they could to bash me, all the time they would. And you know, she just was so nervous watching me that I was going to do something or say something, just you know, that would make them hate her religion even more. And so she wrote me a letter when the show was all over, just you know, thanking me for being who I was on the show and for not lying and not backstabbing and not doing anything that would make it so her parents would be harder on her, you know? And so, you know, to me that was touching because, you know, obviously I didn't win the million dollars, but I did try really hard to like respect people. And, you know, at the end of the day, I never wanted to say anything that was going to hurt somebody or hurt their Mm -hmm. family, you know, when they went back to watch it. And so knowing that I had fans that were watching that appreciated that part, about me, like, that was really touching. And so, you know, that letter was really special to me. Aww, so I'd probably say that's that. That's so cool. That's yeah. all that. So many yeah, of, is, you know, the, the people get rid of, you know, even, like, the things that, that they get on Survivor, you know, they get rid of, not just the fan uh-huh. stuff, but, you know, things from the, that they, they maybe wore, like their buffs and, Oh, big yeah. brother, like their big brother key to the house or, you know, they get uh-huh. rid of that stuff. You see it on eBay and I'm like, how can you yeah. not cherish that stuff, you know? Oh, my and gosh. Yeah, I hear you. To me, I, I would have... cherish every okay. piece of it. And I, like you, you know, you, you're cherishing all of it and even every piece of fan, you know, mail and, and yeah. memorabilia that you have. And I would be the same way. I would want to keep every mm-hmm. bit of it. And totally, I just don't understand some of, some of the people that get rid of you know the clothing and the all the memorabilia <laughs> that they gathered you know on the island and put it on eBay and sell it for you know just a few bucks and right and then it's gone you know and all that you can't yep. get back. It's like that, that's part of your history. That's part of you know such big memories in your life. And oh, I, absolutely. But I always love to yeah. hear about the fan interaction, you know, that you that people have after coming off the show because fans are so passionate. They are. And do get and involved. Honestly, Survivor fans, I would say, are the most passionate of any reality show. I mean, there are fans, you know, like Big Mike, Tasha, you know, people that have been fans from the very beginning. Steve Pickett, mm-hmm. John, like... You know, you guys yeah. are all amazing. I've got, you know, Zach and Cody and a lot of people that I just love, Lance, people that I've mm-hmm. been, you know, that were fans from the very beginning that still stay up on it, that are so fun to talk to. And I think it's so fun that the fans are being able to vote people back on because you guys are the ones that are running this show, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if Survivor didn't have the ratings that it did, I mean, it wouldn't last this many seasons. So yeah. to me, it's like the fans from day one have been important to me. I mean, like I said, I have every letter. In fact, I'll post pictures because it's kind of fun. All One of my friends, Lance, he, he was so young when he was, you know, watched my season. He sent me like a, a 
a light switch cover that had my picture on it. <laughs> I still have all <laughs> cool. that stuff. And I, I sent him a picture the other day. I'm like, hey, look what I found. And, you know, he said, you know, 14 years older. And anyways, it's just so fun to go back and, like, you know, read some of those letters and send them to people. But I'll post a picture of the fan mail and stuff on Twitter because I literally get cool. every single thing. Yeah. I, I still have a purple box. <laughs> so I got my torch back from, I don't know who bought my torch, but they weren't going to sell it back to me. When my husband and I got engaged, he tracked it down and finally ended up buying it back. Guy bought wow. my torch on eBay and was oh my for it at the same time. Yeah, listen, to, okay, I'll just tell you this story because I think this guy, whoever he is out there, he just really pissed me off and he's nuts. But anyway, he was bidding on my torch and it, all of the proceeds went to Elizabeth Glazer Pediatric AIDS Foundation. Mm-hmm. And so I was happy to bid on it. But, you know, I called them. I'm like, come on, like, it's my torch. I'll pay you whatever it's going to go for. But, like, give me the chance to get it. That's the one thing from the yeah, show that yeah. I want so bad, you know. And so this guy's bidding on it, and we're in this bidding war up until the last second. And literally, I punch in, like, the last second um, to get in. It shows that I won, and he ended up coming in underneath me. I don't even know how that happened, but he won it. Sniper, so right, yeah. Yeah, right away I texted him or emailed, whatever it was back in the day. I wrote him, and I was like, hey, you know, that was my torch that you just bought from the show. You know, I appreciate that you're a fan of the show, but it's the one thing, you know, that – that I want. Mm-hmm. And he wrote me back and said, Oh, I understand, but this torch means a lot to me. I'm like, oh you <laughs> I wanted to read it. More cases. How can it mean anything I to this to dude? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to read oh it. Oh my god. Like, yeah, and I'm like, this is sick. And then he's like, Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna hang it up on my mantle and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's when I'm like, hey, that's creeper. Like there's one thing to be a fan, but like if I was a fan of the show and, and somebody from that show asked me to have something as important as a torch back, like, come on, that, that's like a no-brainer. You know, I would gladly give it. Yeah, John's so anyway, got, you mentioned John, he's got like 70-some torches, but if this cast want, he makes arrangements with them and stuff all the time if he interacts uh-huh. and they want their torch. So that's just Right. No, John, John is a sweetheart. I, I love him. He's so good about bringing stuff and letting us take pictures. And, yeah, he's amazing. In fact, the last charity event that we went to, he came down the table and Kathy had her um, book that she had brought out on the show that she had written her art book, some notes and stuff in, and, he just came down the line to have her sign it, and it it just made her tear up just seeing it. And he just handed mm-hmm. it to her. I'm like, you guys are so sweet. Like, Survivor really has the best fans. Like, can you ever for sure. If you're ever in Phoenix, shoot me a Facebook uh-huh. message, and I will get you John's address. You need to go to his uh-huh. house. It, oh. It, he had to check my bags before I left. It was the... Uh, his office and garage is just uh, torches and flags and all this stuff. It's just, it's amazing. And it's expanded since I was even there. So I had to stop again. It's, it's, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. He's like a major super fan. I mean, that's cool that he got to go out with his daughter, you know, on set and everything. His daughter's on the dream team. And yeah, that's so cool. You're a little removed from the, uh, you're a little removed from the events for a while. What, what brought you back? Was it just to give kids the world and some other, the other events or was it just the right time to, Come back out, or what happened there? You know, it was the right time. Like, we, you know, I got married, and, you know, we just traveled a lot for a couple of years, and then we had Mm -hmm. our son, and, 
you know, between being pregnant and nursing and, you know, having three kids, you know, within two and a half, we mm-hmm. had, we had them all about two and a half years apart. And, you know, okay. being a parent, it's, it's so much work, you know, <laughs> you oh, barely yeah. have time to do anything else but that. And I love my kids and just want to spend as much time with them. So that's really what it was. And, you know, now that they're older, I mean, our youngest is five. She's obviously still young, but they're all in a very independent, more independent stage of life than they were. And so, mm-hmm. You know, I got away to my first event, which was out at Reality Rally in Temecula a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I miss this so much. It was so fun to go back and see, like, the same fans. I'm like, this is so awesome. Like, clear back from, you know, my finale, and, like, seeing you again in Florida was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just crazy. It just brought back all those, like, fresh new feelings again, you know. So I'm like, I got to do this every year. And, you know, the charity events are so great. I mean, Give Kids the World, I mean, that just, totally touches my heart with having kids and you know what these sweet little kids have to go through and it's and some, it's, it's, it's your, your I cried the two times I went to the place it was so oh. so touching yeah it is I know it's just so unfair these cute little kids have to go through so much and I have to tell you something cool so Robin the one that does Big Brother she is mm-hmm. amazing. I love that woman. And she um, every year for Give Kids the World for me she um, Skypes like she'll um the high oh, yeah, yeah. Skype call with her. So that is amazing that she does that. And that brings in a lot of money and I'm so grateful, you know, for her to do that for me. But she's yeah, she's awesome. We got to be Phenom- pretty close. Phenomenal. Having her cash. I'm glad back. she does that. That's cool. And I think Lynn did something similar. So that's awesome. They're doing that for the fans and you know, getting yeah. some people the insider track because there's a lot of interesting dynamic people that would be phenomenal on the show. So they don't have yeah. to get a bunch of uh, every person that's a bartender in Santa Monica is shot. There are people throughout the United States that would be awesome. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know it's it's funny to me that there's so much recruiting and stuff that goes on. Now. I've heard of people you know that get recruited, and you know I think a lot of yeah. where TV is going now too is based off of their popularity on social media. You know, like people. Mm-hmm. On, I know Amazing Race. I think you know has something to do with having a lot of you know social media followers and things. I mean, that's where it all is. And it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I think 14 years ago, I mean, crap, I didn't even have an email account, you know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's you can't whole, Twitter and yeah. World. yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And all these new players, that's the thing. Like with second chances, it's kind of, it's kind of scary being an old schooler, you know, with having a second chance vote, you just have to hope that these old schoolers will go back and, or I mean, uh, you know, fans that haven't been around for, all of our seasons will go back and, you know, vote for us because, you know, a lot of them were just babies on when when I was on, so. Well, you're going to get a vibe, too, from people like your Spencers and Shereens that are going to have a, a lot of deference for you. That's, that's a pro and a con, but, you know, you can yeah. see Spencer genuinely, you know, having a fan moment. Like Cochran, he was, the, he was fun to watch, like, Oh, I was yeah. like, just seeing Jeff Probst, too, he's a hell of a guy, but it was just like, just relax, it's it's just Jeff, like, yeah. like scream on the beach, like, oh my gosh, like, it's cool, yeah. but play your cards a little closer, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny, when I met Spencer, he's like, no, yeah, and he could remember everything about our show, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you, you really did study this game out, that's so cool, you know, not that I don't expect people to remember back then, but... You know, 14 years ago has been a little while, so it's cool that he really studied and knew every player on every season. And, you know, he's just a diehard fan, which is so cool. 
That's why I'm really like looking Spencer. forward to my my uh, my weight loss surgery because I'm actually going to apply once I'm have significantly less mass because I think I've got a good personality. Oh I just want to sure. be more appealing for the television audience and, like, actually have some obliques and stuff. So once that all happens, <laughs> I, I can't wait to possibly get out there. But I definitely wouldn't well, want to play against with former survivors because I think I'd be a huge target. I want to go with just new people. <laughs> no way, because everybody loves you. You'd be that lovable guy that goes out and everybody knows that you're going to be good to them, and you seem like you'd be a loyal guy, so well, the I don't think you'd you have a huge that, target on your back. In mind, though, Malia, I think there'd be a few that'd be like, this dude is very, has a huge presence, so I don't know, it'd be interesting yeah. to see, we'll see. Well, if you're yeah. listening, you can do whatever you want, ma'am. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited, I mean, Survivor, I mean, everyone in Survivor knows you, so... Yeah. You could probably just tell them you wanted to be on the show, not even have to send in a video, and they would know everything about you. So that's a good thing. I'll just thing. say, I'll be like, yeah, I'll see you guys out in Santa Monica. You can, I'll even fly myself. I don't have to pay the flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. Well, looking yeah, forward but... to the future, what do you think? Uh, what do you think's going to, and this isn't, uh, we hate spoilers. We're not talking about that, but what do you think's, sure. what do you think's happening in the next little bit? Who are you pulling for going forward? You know, being a huge fan of the show, I don't know. I know no spoilers. I don't get into any mm-hmm. of that. I don't talk to anybody about it because I like to watch the show unfold. And if I know who makes it, it just is not fun to watch anymore. But, you mm-hmm. know, I'm really rooting for Spencer to get, you know, further in the game. I really like Jeremy. I mean, we haven't really seen a lot from him, but I think Jeremy's just a good guy, you know. Joe, mm-hmm. I think, has got a good shot for making it far. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for Spencer right now. Okay. I like that guy. Yeah, I hope that he I hope he gets far. Woo, I like him. You know, he's a good guy. I hope he gets far. Savage is fine. I mean, there's a lot of really nice people, you know, that are, that are still left in this in this game. So, it's going to be interesting. I mean, right now I'm just kind of waiting to see what the next dynamic of, you know, people are going to be moving forward cuz there's a lot of mm-hmm. nice people. I don't. I don't see Abby sticking around much longer. That girl is. She would make me so nervous being out there with her. But and she's so like different in person. Have you, did you see her in? Did you see her in Temecula? Have you ever actually interacted with her? She's so different, not on Survivor. It's so weird. Right. Well, it's like <laughs> you get all that food deprivation and sleep deprivation and people bugging you. And you know who I'd like to see more of those? Kelly Wigglesworth. Like you don't ever see anything about her. And you know, she's old. She's, yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see her game. You know, I want to see her gameplay play out and you're not really hearing much from her. So I mean, usually you don't hear much from her. her. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say, usually, you know, you make it further not hearing from them, but as a fan, it's so fun because you want to hear from them. You want to see what their thoughts and, you know, feelings are and Sierra, like we haven't heard, we haven't had anything from her. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to see what she's got up her sleeve. So as it whittles down, we're going to start seeing some of those personalities come out. And I'm actually looking forward to that more than anything else. So yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. And agree. Sure. How long do you think it's going to be before we see Chaos Cass come back? Oh my gosh! I think <laughs> when Cass, I think when they all get together, it's going to get crazy. Mhm. That's what I'm thinking. Once her, once her little love tribe is, you know, kind of dwindled out a little bit, I think the the chaos is going to come out of her. 
I'm actually looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, the thing that's scary about Cass if I was on her season is that she can flat out, like, you can't read her. Like, her eyes mm-hmm. and her face can just be completely straight, and that is so bizarre to me. Like, she wears no emotion in her face except for just, like, you just can't. I can't read her. From what I understand, really after, after, after we're hearing, uh, um, there was an interview that Monica did, and she said that Cass is telling tons of, like, one-hour-long stories, like, just one after another, said Cass is filled with one-hour-long stories this season and really trying to connect with people. And she said, if I have to hear another one-hour-long story from Cass. Oh, my God. <laughs> so like apparently she's really attempting this kinder, gentler Cass. But... Uh-huh. You know, at some point, we're going to see Chaos cast back again. Oh, oh, I totally agree. I just think nobody's, you know, irked her enough to, to pull that out of her. You know, I do have to say this last episode, the whole um, Abby versus Wu thing about his mom. <laughs> like, Wu is, Wu is genuine. I was just like, Abby, oh, come on now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really think watching it that it was like really for sympathy you know because I mean you have lots of heartfelt conversations with people out there and I don't really see Wu being the type to do like just to say that like for his advantage you know Mm -hmm. but Abby oh my gosh it's it's when I was looking at that it reminded me of Sean and myself from our season you know that Mm -hmm. I remember like talking with Sean like there are genuinely just good nice people out there you know like Mm -hmm. That it's almost like, you know, and he's like, I have some Harlem and this and that. And it's like, it's interesting how much your background plays into the game. You know, Wu telling a nice, genuine story about his mom and, you know, her heart condition and Abby taking it the way that she did. I was like, they are from completely different cultures, obviously, because, Mm -hmm. you know, she took that in a negative way and Wu's sharing something very emotional and he's crying about it, you know? So it's just, it's very interesting to see how different people with different backgrounds just completely dissect things opposite. They're definitely taking it differently for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very crazy, but hopefully I'll get a chance to get back out there on that show. Dang it. Maybe some more old schoolers back there. Well, I'll be, my ballot will be more known and, as a participant in the show, you'll get my full support. So you better, you better, <laughs> you better support me. <laughs> uh, well, you're saying I'm you're in Florida, and I'm going to give you a smackdown. Well, I'm there this you year, go. Mike, I'll hold them He's changing the date, so I don't know if I can even go to Florida. So I'm really upset. It's going to be too close to school. But. Oh no. But are you going to be skinny, Mike, when you come to Florida? Because uh, it'll probably be in 2017, yeah. I'll be wasting away. The people won't even know who I am. Yeah, I'll still have my, my face will be the same, <laughs> just less face. But, uh, you know, I'm so excited come. for you, though. <laughs> well, if I can't see in Florida, try to come out to uh, to Maine if you can. And uh, I don't know if John talked to you about the Durham Challenge that Bob's, Bob's thing he does up there. 
Yeah, so he just sent me an email actually, or a Facebook message today. So I'm checking the dates. I would love to come out there. He does such an amazing job. Like that whole put together is just fantastic. And how awesome for the people who are huge Survivor fans. I mean, that's like as close as you can possibly get to Survivor minus Jeff Probes and a few other things. But It's dang. phenomenal. And I would do the casting with John and one of our buddies. So I, I, uh-huh. I call myself Eric O'Shea because we call him Lynn. But yeah, we we're trying. We 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 get the fans together. We had like seventy applicants last year. So oh my gosh, that's crazy. so cool. Yeah, there was a girl named Lisa from Utah that came out to one of our last events, and she had actually yep. gone out there to to play. She's she was really awesome. So so if cool. you make it great, then I'll see you in Maine. And if I skip you in Florida, you'll see less of me literally there. <laughs> so if you can make it, so. <laughs> All right, well, I'll keep tabs on you, and hopefully hopefully we'll see you here this next year. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good talking to you guys. Again, thanks for letting me do this. I, I was going to tell you, I've been sitting in front of our corn dog truck. We we own a food truck that we do hand <laughs> oh, yeah. dip corn dogs and fried pickles. It's so much fun. And do you know the name of our corn dog truck? No, I don't. It's called Marquesas Corn Dogs and hand dip corn oh, dogs and yeah. pickles. <laughs> and corn dogs oh are one of my God. favorite fair foods, so I hope oh. you saw a bunch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so yummy. I know it's so funny, but it's so delicious. So, yep, I'm going to go in there and start dipping some corn dogs, but I had to represent Marquesas in the name, so I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's pretty cute. Please do. And we really <laughs> appreciate your time, Delia, so thank you so much. Yes. It's been fun talking to both of you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank Thanks. You. Come right. on. It's been yeah, fun. you're welcome. Thanks, son. Thank you. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. I could eat heart. like ten corn dogs right now. I gosh, it made me want a corn dog so bad. Oh, I know it sounds so good. Sounds so what good. A what a what an amazing old school contestant. What she's she was great when I met her in. 2003. She's awesome in Florida. Um, I really hope Nalia gets in this second chance ballot, and I'd love to see her and her and John Carroll, her and Sean Rector, her and Pappy. If they do a, you know, a pairs kind of deal, if they don't do a straight up second chances or blood versus water, I, it'd be it'd be phenomenal. And she, you can see that the she had a whole lot more game to her, but we didn't get to see that because. V beaters four to three in the final. That it's amazing how that narrative would have changed. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow, I'm just mesmerized. What a, you know, I expect the people to come on are going to be awesome, but you just you just never know. And what a what a fun fun chat. And I just I'm looking I'm looking at the possible people for another second chance, and I'm like. Well, I want to send this that hour and ten minutes to Lynn's email and be like, "Hey, she needs to be in the running. America needs to vote for Nalia. Like, have a chance to vote for her." So, <laughs> she was well, definitely a fun guest for sure. Well, we didn't really get into a whole lot of nuts and bolts from the episode. Were there anything specifically? We definitely we always recap and we talked around a lot of different things that happened. But were there specific key moments that you, that you wrote down that you want to talk about? I've got a few, but I didn't know if you had any share that you wanted to touch well, base with. Why don't you go or... ahead and go through yours, and then we'll see if there's anything left. 
Well, the challenge is I was I was really glad that there were two challenges that didn't have a puzzle in them at all. And yeah. the the fir- and then uh, the puzzles are fun, but I think we had I was there was too much puzzle action for a while. So I'm glad it's different. And they did this challenge from Blood versus Water for the reward challenge that Sierra had lost in and her original group. Uh, Takeo dominated the challenge. She um, was involved with that for sure, and I was just—it was just an interesting challenge. But you could see the the beginnings of Monica's boot episode at the challenge, where Probst was riding her so hard for being horrible at the challenge. Like, you know, she's like the barrel's upside down. I'm like, they can't really spin you around the beach and get you right side up. They don't know where right side up is. It's a it's a barrel. I mean, there's no you know, top or bottom to it. And just wheeling the yarn off the pole and just like, it's like a Sunday picnic out here. I'm like, dang it, Jeff, you're just tearing into this poor girl. But it was nice to see Angor get a reward. And that I think that gave them momentum for the immunity challenge. You know, woo... Woo just kicked butt and they got that tarp and that tarp's... You know, they didn't get a feast, they didn't get orange juice, they didn't get any chairs. But a tarp's huge job. I can't imagine not having a tarp, you know, for this, like, oh, young woman protecting against the sun, protecting against the rain. You know, it just, it's a huge thing. I think they got some momentum going into the later challenge, which was another fun. Yeah. You had the confidence, and that was another, I, I really liked that challenge, too, and it was, you know, Stephen Charlie Brown Fishback just oh, it was hard to you know, he, he lets go of his on the reward challenge or on the immunity challenge, he lets go and shoots at the other group's target and gives them then one and ends up being the difference. So for the immunity challenge, my MVP was Wu because he let Angor to the the first win. Uh, my close my close place people were Keith, Joe, and Spencer because they each scored two goals for their tribe and my worst of the challenge went goes to uh, old Fishback. He just looked like a fish out of water doing that doing that challenge. Uh, but the biggest note I had, Jerry, from that was Jeff goes, well, what's it feel like for Brian after 13 days? You're going to first thing, some of you are going to go to the tribal council for the first time this season and Monica's like, it's okay. It'll make it stronger. There's nothing wrong with going to tribal council. And my uh, my spidey sense was like, ooh. From watching a few episodes of this show, that made me a little anxious that, well, Monica, that doesn't sound like something good to say right before tribal council, and it just went downhill from there. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that... I thought was kind of silly was the whole thing about um, leaving the, the clams in the, in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I would agree with you. That, <laughs> I wonder, you know, how much that had to do with with her going. Um, 
I don't know exactly, you know, what all was talked about to determine, you know, that she was going to go, but I know that was part of it. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, they're hungry. The clams are there. You don't know when the merge is going to take place or when you could be, you know, you know, scarfed up and, and taken away from that mm-hmm. place that you're at and moved to a different location. It's happened before on Survivor where they move you to a different location, you know, to a different um, shelter, to a different tribe location. And so why not get while the getting is good and eat when you need to mm-hmm. eat? You know, I mean, you're hungry. Eat. If the food is there, eat. And when Monica was saying, you know, we're going to deplete them, I was just like, what? You're kidding me, right? Um, yeah, and when I, I checked online, and I think they were talking about Laura had the same reaction, and Monica and Laura were close on Samoa. Shambo had gotten in a fight with Laura about something like that with with fish or something on their season, so... There's a glue issue with seafood. And there's also, you know, Kimmy is known for being the starch vegetarian. And I guess the exception of that is was land-dwelling animals before. So she was allowed to eat a worm in Australia. And she could eat huge, giant clams because they're underwater. I just, my mom's a vegetarian and she doesn't eat any animals or eat jello or, you know, do any of that since the 70s. So I just find it kind of weird that I can eat this huge animal because it's underwater. Like, like what if a, a cow walked into the ocean? Could, could Kimmy eat it then? I, I, I don't know. It just, it just struck I me. I know. Interesting. But it's her belief system, so I don't want to de- devalue it, but I just found it kind of like, well, it's still an animal, so why are you eating it? True. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, it seems to me like if you're going to be a vegetarian you know, either be a vegetarian, go, you know, respect all animals or, I mean, it's kind of hard to to see how you can pick and choose, but I don't know. I guess some people can. Um, Phil in our chat room brought up another good point about the episode when Fishback hit the wrong target in that challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. I was kind of wondering how much, Flack he got, you know, by his uh, tribe mates when they got back, but in a um, well, he really didn't show it. He's been kind of just, kind of just shown as like this bumbling guy anyway. So they didn't really <laughs> talk about it much. But they, there may have, there may have been talk, but I think it was just too much tension between the women and when Monica's like, we got to keep the women together. That made Kimmy so mad. And I'm like, well, you had multiple ways you could have gone with that. That doesn't necessarily hurt her to go, you know, for Spencer and keep the three girls together and, you know, save Kelly. It'd still have a majority. Kimmy would have still had a majority either way, but she just got so mad. And she's like, Jeremy and Steven, can you believe this? And they're like, Wow. <laughs> no, that's crazy. We're all going to vote for her. And then we have, it's always, you know, a non-two-person vote is always fascinating. We had the 3-2-1. Two, 
where I was a little, I was pretty sure Monica was going to get it, but then it got kind of interesting at Tribal. And, it, you know, Kelly gets two votes, and Spencer gets, you know, Kelly, uh, let's see, Monica, yeah, Monica votes for Kelly, and Spencer votes for Kelly, and then Kelly votes for Spencer, and then the other three whip out the Monica, Monica, Monica. All right. And and she was just, <laughs> her reaction was just crazy. She just, just, all she says is, oh, like, I just kind of summed up her whole, what we've been presented with her game for these five episodes. There's no, you know, clever comeback. There's no feisty reaction. It's just like, oh, like, oh, I'm not in Survivor anymore. Oh, I'm going to Ponderosa. Oh, I'm not going to be on the jury. It was just, I don't, it, I don't know. It just was very, very interesting. Like I think she deserved to be there, but I don't know if she has fully utilized her experience. And from what I've seen in interviews, I don't think she said she never wants to go back. And I didn't really know why she never wanted to go back. Did you see some of those articles? And do you know? Did she say why she didn't want to go back after this experience? Well, she said that she never thought. But she wouldn't make it to day 33, which is, um, she said it was probably very naive of her. Um, mm-hmm. she said she, it's a very different game than one she played. And, um, mm. she said that, um, it was a lot of pressure playing a second time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were wanting to hit hard. And she says she is a lot more resentful of the game. Ah. Uh. And she said that she feels like her story wasn't told. Um, and it made it obvious that she was going to be voted out. She had no arc. Mm. And they showed nothing of her original alliance. It, all of a sudden, she went home because of clams. She says, I'm just annoyed you didn't see Anything I did from day one, you saw a ton of Barner, mm-hmm. um, and so I think she is a little resentful right now of you know being blindsided so early in the game. I think she expected mm-hmm. to be there much longer than than she was. Well, especially um, with her precedent from her first season, she might. And, you know, going into this cast, I don't think on paper, you know, Monica would have been a huge threat. I, I don't think. I even supported her candidacy. So, yeah, I can see her not thinking she'd be a, an issue for a while with, you know, the big type A personalities and the big challenge threats. So I could that, – that's very understandable. So Right. You know, they said, you know, there's always a chance that you could do worse than you did before when you go on second chances. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, didn't really think about doing worse. They only think about doing better than they did the first time out. Yep. You know? <laughs> and they don't think about, oh, I could possibly do worse than my first time out. Um, mm-hmm. But they asked in this interview that I I was looking at, um, they asked her about many of the other players, and um, so she had a, a lot of uh, answers regarding some of the other players, and I can give her give you her response on many of them. Um, 
so the first one is um, Jeremy, and mm-hmm. he she says huge threat ruling the game. Savage, very sweet. Take him out while you can. Spencer, Survivor superstar. Kelly, you should have watched a few seasons before you played. Sierra. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sierra, Sierra's cool. She's cool, political. She hates challenges. She's She always sits out. Cass, if I have to hear one more one-hour story from Cass, please vote me out first. <laughs> right. Tasha, she said fake. Hmm. Joe, Joe is awesome. I don't have a bad word to say about Joe. Steven, Steven came in thinking he knew how to play. Keith, Keith is really, really cool. Love Keith. <laughs> um, let's finish with Kimmy. Kimmy is the real snake in the grass. Learn alliances. I hope you win. Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So, well, I'm curious who uh, who else is going to fall. There's a lot of people to go before even emerge. And uh, uh, I re I reconfirmed. I don't want to give out a spoiler, but you know, I talked to John Carroll today. I was going to have him uh, surprise Nalia by calling in briefly, but he had to work. But he's still on for November nineteenth, and he assumes that's the there'll be the show right after the merge. So we've got a lot of lot of time before you know people make the jury and people make the merge. So there's going to be some more you know blood in the water for sure. Oh, I know. It looked like the previews. I didn't quite get the previews for next week, but it looked like something's going on with cast. Could you? Explain. Did you get the previews for next week? Oh, yeah, the next time on Survivor, I, that's what I was saying. I'm real anxious because it was showing. It was showing a lot of cast. So I, I hope she's okay, and I hope you know there's something coming up with another cast member that were that I think is pretty well known that they were dealing with something during the game with one of their one of their children. So I don't want to really put that out there, but I don't know. You know, time frame wise, when that happened. You know, I mean, I think you know, what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about, right? With another person not named Cass. Hmm. But I'm not sure if that's going to be happening yet, or if something's actually, you know, wrong with Cass. I'm not. I'm not sure. I hope she's. Going. I'm just wondering what could happen because she seems. You know, they're they're doing well that tribe, so I don't know if she drank too much of the orange juice or some other some <laughs> other thing ha- something else happened or she get injured in a challenge or I I'm not sure. I yeah, I don't know. I very vague. And I didn't know. And I think Cass's, re- Cass's reaction may not be for herself, and I guess it'll just lead down the path. Maybe someone on Takeo has some trouble, but maybe it's not Cass. So, I don't know. But she seemed pretty upset. I would agree with that from the the next time on Survivor promo. 
at the end of the episode. So I hope she. I hope it's not her. I really am pulling for Cass. She's always one of my favorites, especially too. new cat. New cats I like even more. I like I like her crazy now and again, but you know, watching somebody totally change their game, I think that's more compelling television. Yeah, I just adore her. I think she's amazing, and I I certainly hope you know she doesn't have to leave the game for any reason. You know. Hmm. That would really suck to get out there and, and have to leave the game for some reason. Yeah. Other than getting voted out or, or winning, you know. I think that could be some survivor misdirection. I I I'm not sure if they it would show that her a lot. Yeah, so it could be it could be somebody else, or you know, it could be Cass, but maybe then it's also maybe she gets hurt and maybe they even come out and talk to her, but maybe she doesn't get pulled. You know, I, I'm, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of variables that could happen. A lot of possibilities. Oh yeah. Fun show tonight. Mm-hmm. Great guest going all the way back to my cases. And she was so much fun to talk to. Oh Yeah. Do you know who you might have on for next week? or I'm, kind of I've open? got some preliminary things out. There's some people trying to check schedules. So I know somebody that's probably on in two, but they're not 100% sure. Um, I'm actually going to see if uh, – I can't remember if I've had Jamie Newton from Guatemala on here before. Has he ever done the show on under my three seasons? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm gonna see if his work schedule him on here. He's a he's a cut up and he's 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 one of the nicest casts to me and he, he I, we have a really strong connection and I'm gonna see if he and or Judd from Guatemala can come on and just do a bit of a bro show on the 29th. So I'm gonna reach out to them and see. Nothing confirmed. John Carroll's the 19th. Um, I'm pretty sure Nina's gonna be on very soon. Just not exactly sure which week. And just there's messages out to other people. So I actually got with Malia really early this week because I saw her post something, and I just said, hey, you want to do the show? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. So it was kind of a not really premeditated booking. So, you know, all my interactions with the cast, sometimes I just see somebody post something, I'd see them online. I'm like, hey, want to want to come on? And they were either like, they either ignore the message or, or say, uh, well, sorry, I can't because i got a conflict, or, oh, sure, when can we do it? So we'll see. Sometimes those spur of the moment things are the best. Yeah, on one of the posts in one of the groups, I was plugging the show, and one of my one of my friends was like, get Parvati or Tony. And I'm like, I really don't have great connections with either of them, but I can, I'll try. I know there's like 50 Parvati's on Facebook, so I hope. I'm friends with a couple of ones that are actually poverty. And I'll have to get on Twitter to talk to Tony. But we'll see. And if anyone on the switchboard or if you're a listener and you listen all the time but don't call in, uh, yeah, earmark specific people and I'll go talk to them. I don't don't send out 400 messages every week to every cast member. Um, But if anyone has specific people, we'll, we'll definitely work towards getting them on. Yeah, that would be great. So if you have a particular survivor you want to have on the show, let Big Mike know, and he'll work towards getting them. For sure. 
send me an email. I'll read mine just like Hillary's talking about in the in the Benghazi <laughs> stuff. I, I didn't want to get too political, and I'm going to really, really, really try not to. But uh, I definitely have some opinions on that if anyone wants to talk to me off the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's wise. Oh, yeah. I don't want to alienate any of our awesome viewers, so there you go. I uh, I like the, the post you made about the uh, Star Wars movie, too. Yeah, I know it's a small a small thing that was going around, but if there's any legitimate concern, because John, is it John Boyea, I think, or whoever Finn is, and, and he's African-American, and if he has the lead, big, big freaking deal. Darth Vader is in a black suit, and his voice is James Earl Jones, who's definitely a black guy. Uh, Lando Calrissian, the original owner of the Millennium Falcon, African-American, and Mace Windu, the only guy in the galaxy with a purple lightsaber uh, in our world has African descent in his, in his DNA. I don't know in Star Wars where the hell Mace Windu's from, but like everyone needs to chill the hell out. And it's 2015, folks, so come on. <laughs> Off soapbox. Uh, <laughs> you can definitely give shout outs to uh, the other stuff if you want to but I think that's pretty much all I have to say from this episode of Survivor it was like, not the best one but this guest made up for it for sure absolutely a great guest she was amazing really enjoyed talking to her and I do want to remind everybody to join us on Sunday night for our amazing race second pit stop show with host Luis Gervato and then back here again on Monday for Manic Monday Show with host Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. And her guest this Monday is going to be the twins, Liz and Julia. We'll be here with Michelle. So make sure you're here with us. Wow. Yes. All oh. shows are at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. And then back here again next for the Mike and the Mike show with Big Mike Albright. Talk about Ooh, the virus. Second to be named in a later date. So. <laughs> How, hey, I had to, watching Big Brother, I had a hard time telling them apart. How are we going to tell them apart when they're both on the phone? <laughs> That's a tricky thing for you folks to figure out, for sure. I don't know. Oh. You ought to listen for Austin in the background. Maybe that's how you'll be able to tell them apart. Well, maybe they'll both be on the same. I don't know. That's going to be a challenge. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I I don't know. Michelle booked them together. Um. And she sounds so much like them as well. So the three of them on the line together is going to be. You might have to utilize Skype for the call. I don't know. You, it might be hard to know who, who you're talking to. You know what would be nice, Cherry, is a little flickering indicator when somebody's talking on the switchboard, you know? Yeah, that would be nice. That would be cool. 
could could you work that in before Monday? I'm on it. <laughs> well, yeah, people have asked okay. me before in the past about is there a, like a video component? I'm like, I'm not. I said I'm not. I said I'm the I'm the talent. I'm not the, the technical person with that. So I have no idea. But some people are asking because they weren't sure. I'm like, no, we're, we're audio audio based, but yeah. Maybe something down the line. You never know. Yeah, we're, right now we're strictly radio. I'm looking into mm-hmm. possibly doing some video um, yeah. in the near future, but I don't know just yet when that will be. That will be up to you if you want to do you now. Um, we will still be doing blog talk radio on this show, but that if you want to mm-hmm. do you now, I'm I'm looking at trying to find somebody who would do like a you now with you. Um, okay. And you would be able to do you now in conjunction with the Blog Talk Radio Show. Oh, um, I think the interface for sure. Yeah, we would want to definitely utilize that full capacity. Yeah. Hey, I so have whatever. A- I have a technical question for you, Mike. When you called in, did it connect right away, or did you have to call more than once? I only had to call once, but I called right at 7 o'clock. Sometimes I'm a minute or two early and just get on there and hit one and just kind of hang out and listen, but I I didn't think I had any connection. The only issue I ever have is when when the intros and stuff are playing, sometimes the audio is a little weird through my phone adapter because I use this – it's an old school looking phone that I plug into my cell phone when I call because I don't have a landline at home. So there's a little kickback sometimes, but it's a little hard to hear. But I I didn't have any trouble getting on. The reason I bring it up, and I don't know if it's something that we're going to have to mention on air at some point, Cherry, but because she calls in on the host phone number, a different number than you and I, Mike. But when I called in, dialed the number, and there was silence, and that's unusual. Normally, as soon as it connects, it doesn't ring, but you you hear the blog talk lady, blog talk radio. Hmm. I called in the first time, and it was silent, and I wasn't sure if I even was on the switchboard or not, so I hung up, tried again, Still silence, and the third time I got the blog talk lady, and that's happened to me, you know, a couple, three shows in a row. And I'm just, here's what I'm thinking, Cherry. If somebody does not know about the blog talk lady and know how it's supposed to sound when you call in, they could call in and just be sitting there and sitting there and sitting there and thinking that they've connected and they may not have. So, at any rate, that's why I was wondering if it was just me or whether you experienced the same thing, Mike. That's, that's Yeah, no. No, I was fine, but the biggest thing I harp on with the the guests is I'm always like I'm like, Don't forget to press one, don't forget so yeah. I, I haven't I didn't experience that though. And I don't know how many consecutive shows I haven't I haven't cut out, so I hope I didn't jinx myself, but I don't know what the heck's different with my phone than it ever was in the past, but there's, I don't know, I'm like getting to be like Cal Ripken Jr. I don't know how many calls we've done in a row without a cutout, so who knows? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, 
once again, just remind everybody, join us on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday. We have the Monday show, the Mike and the Mike show, and the Amazing Race Second Pit Stop show, all at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Monday, Michelle's going to have Liz and Julia, so make sure you're here for that. And I'm not sure who Louie will have on for the Amazing Race Second Pit Stop show, but he usually has guests as well. So just watch Twitter and Facebook, and I'll post his guests as soon as I find out. I want to thank everybody who joined us in our chat room and those who will be listening in podcasts later. We're going to close the show with rounds. We always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care. God bless. And here's Ron to take us out for the evening. Good night, y'all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It was a great one. Mike always puts on a great show. And can't wait to do it again next Thursday and see who his guest is going to be next Thursday. Everybody, Mm -hmm. take care. Mike, Paul, say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. That's a wrap, folks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.